Hello, friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on this website today. If you're downloading from our website, we're so glad you came. If you're listening uh, by computer, we're glad that you came. If you're listening on your iPhone, your cell phone, we're glad that you came today. And we pray that this Bible study will be a blessing to you. Now, the reason I can assure you it will be a blessing is because we're going to be reading from the Word of God. And the Word of God, according to the Word of God in the book of Isaiah, he said, My word that goes forth out of my mouth will be like the rain and snow that comes down out of heaven, that causes the earth to to bring forth and to bud and to grow, hallelujah, to spring forth. You can see how watering uh, the earth and, uh, and the seeds that are in the ground will cause that ground to produce that, that particular fruit. And so we just believe today that as the rain and snow comes down out of heaven, that the Word of God will be just that to you today. And it will fall in a good ground heart, be watered by the Holy Spirit, bring forth fruit in your life. Hallelujah. God wants you blessed and to be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. He wants you to be a witness to His faithfulness uh, in this gainsaying world where everything concerning God is rebuked, refuted, but He wants us to be a verification (laughs) and a confirmation of His, not only His existence, but, but His willingness to save, His willingness to help, His willingness to heal, His willingness to deliver, His willingness to bless and set free. Praise God. I, I serve a good and gracious God today, and I know that you do too if you are a Christian. And I want to uh, read something that, uh, the, that Simon Peter felt so important in Second Peter chapter 1. We're talking about these things, and you'll understand it if you haven't been following us thus far as I read the, the context uh, for our scripture today. And the particular text is really uh, throughout these verses, beginning with verse 5 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, and we may just read all the way down to verse 15. Here's what I want you to look for today. Uh, I want you to look for the term, these things. Hence, that's the title of our teaching, these things. Listen to how vitally important to our victory and our witness for Christ these things are. Listen, and beginning with verse 5, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity, which simply means the divine agape love. It's not just giving uh, so that we can appear uh, to be loving. You know, you someone said you can, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 8. Here we go. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that ye shall neither be barren 
which means idle or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do, I'm going to underscore it again, these things ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of, underscoring again, these things. Though ye know them and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease, after my death, to have underscoring, highlighting once again these things always in remembrance. These things, if they are in us and abound, we will never fall. We will never go back and pick up those sins that we laid down when we came to Christ as our Savior. But if we don't add these things, we become vulnerable through our idleness. This is all about just camping out on the fact that you are saved and not seeking to grow spiritually and not seeking to know spiritually. You know, the Bible said they that do know their God in the Old Covenant, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They will not be overwhelmed. They will not be overcome. They will not be defeated. They will stand and not fall. So today, dealing with these things that were listed that should be developed, and I, I want to say this again, if you be diligent to make your calling and election sure, that word diligent is an important word in Scripture. The Bible said in the faith chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, it says, They that come to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder of them that occasionally, casually seek Him. No, just, just run to Him, and if you don't get it, give up. No, no, no. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. You see, the problem is, there's a lot of people that are hit and miss. They never develop in these virtues uh, that were uh, enumerated here in the Scripture. They camped out on their salvation. They did not seek to know Him uh, intimately, personally, by revelation, so they can have a realization of His presence person and power in our life, and they never sought to develop their own character to become more and more like Him. So we're supposed to always be diligently seeking to add to our initial faith these things. And there they are in the Scripture. We talked about temperance last week, and today we're going to be talking about patience. 
literally in the Greek, cheerful, hopeful, endurance, wait, be patient, cheerful, hopeful, endurance. (laughs) I like that. Cheerful, hopeful, endurance. That's what keeps us keeping on. Someone has said second only to suffering, waiting may be the greatest teacher and trainer in godliness, maturity, and genuine spirituality that we will ever encounter. (laughs) Amen. And this waiting here, it's important that we understand, yes, we do wait. We don't put a time limit on God. I'm going to do this, and then if I don't see some return in two weeks or some evidence of an answer, I'm not going to continue to do this, or I'm not going to continue to trust you. I'm going to give up and go away because I'm not waiting. Friend of mine, this is about persevering. When we don't see, persevering by faith, amen, that brings an endurance. Uh, It is so important to understand. The Old Covenant says it this way, They that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as an eagle, and they will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can see this persevering in faith waiting rather than just taking a number sitting down. This whole uh, this, this whole context of of Second Peter here is a, is about literally diligence. It's about not being idle. It's about not being barren or unfruitful. It's about continuing on. Some people are 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 living off a testimony uh, that is thirty years old and it's got moss on it. It's got spider webs. It's got it may be moldy. I don't know. I know it's just been sitting there for all of those years. Oh, and how we need to stir up the Christian community in general to to seek the Lord anew and afresh. And if we haven't added these things to our faith. We should be diligently, diligently. Peter said, look, I'm not going to always be here to encourage this, but I'm encouraging you now to keep these things in remembrance. Never stop going forward. Never stop going upward and onward in your spiritual development. Praise God. And and one of these things is patience that is so vital. Listen very carefully. Uh, it says in Colossians 1 and verse 11, Strengthen with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering, with joyfulness. Hallelujah. See, that's, that's, that's really the Greek word for patience. Cheerful, hopeful endurance. And it involves persevering. They that wait upon the Lord, that's an active word. It's, it's not just a descriptive word. It's actually to bind together by twisting is one of the root words. It involves activity, not passivity. I want to say that again. When you see the word wait in Scripture, it will allow time to pass without you giving up or giving in. But it involves 
activity, not passivity. Amen. It involves diligence in seeking the Lord. Amen. He's a rewarder of them that actively persevere in seeking Him. He's a rewarder of them that seek Him. That's why Jesus put it this way. He said, ask and you shall receive. But in the, in the ask, it is, it is in the continuous sense in the Greek. It means ask and keep on asking. It doesn't mean keep praying as if he's not heard. Doesn't mean to not pray in faith and stand on the word. It means to continue in prayer for the thing that is desired. There's something about the continuance. Lord, I just, I'm, I'm prayerfully thanking you right now. I'm talking to you about the thing I prayed for, and I'm thanking you every single day for the answer. I thank you that you've heard my cry. I thank you that you've heard my voice. I thank you that you've heard my prayer, inclining your ear unto me. Praise God. I love you for that. And I thank you for that. And I praise you for the answer. And here I am in prayer, praising for the answer, thanking for the answer, but continuing to, to focus on that answer prayerfully. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. You see, the devil, the enemy of our soul and our own weak flesh and our own mind, if it's not renewed by the word of God, is going to want to give up, give in, uh, just, just walk away from persevering in faith. You know, I, I'm, I'm reminded today of, of uh, a very dear family member. Uh, who was a very uh, devout Christian for many, many years and, and, uh, and became discouraged and heard of a, a meeting in Tampa where there was a, an evangelist coming that had gifts of the Spirit in operation, valid, verifiable gifts of the Spirit. And he had a physical problem, and he said, you know, I'm going to that meeting. He told my daddy, he said, I'm going to that meeting. And I believe I'll be healed. I believe God, I just need that boost of my faith, that point of contact to release my faith. I'm going to that meeting. Well, he got in downtown Tampa at this great uh, hall where the meeting was being held. There was no place to park. There, The place was just crowded with people coming in. And he just turned around and came home and said it was too crowded, I couldn't get in. Does it remind you of a story about perseverance in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, where there's a, a, a man on a stretcher, he's on a, they have to carry him on a, on a makeshift stretcher because he cannot walk, he cannot move, he's that sick. Whether he's paralytic or just too weak is not clear, but one thing is clear, his friends wanted to get him in the presence of Jesus Christ. They believed that, that their healing was available, help was available, if they could just get him in the presence of Jesus. And they came to a house where Jesus was teaching, and it was full standing room only. You couldn't get him in the doorway for the people were pressed like evidently sardines inside. Uh, they were probably standing on the outside looking in and listening in. So they said, you know, we're not going to take him back and interpret that 
as not being the will of God to do anything for this man. Friend of mine, it's so easy to have contrary circumstances convince us that God doesn't want to help us. It must not be His will or it would all just flow like, like uh, you know, flow like water. <laughs> just, just, no, that's not how it works at all. Faith perseveres and we need patience that after we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise. Praise God. Hebrews 10.36, but ye have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, if God has made a promise to you, you need to persevere to receive that promise. You need to endure Whatever the circumstance is long enough, that kind of patience will endure. The God kind of patience revealed in the Word of God. You see, love is long-suffering. It suffereth long. God is patient with us when He has every right to chasten and judge us because love suffereth long. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is Patience. As we develop in the fruit of the Spirit, love, patience, one of these virtues is, is being developed. Hallelujah. And we're building on love. We're building on love. As here, we're building on saving faith that allows God to begin a work within us and to work within us. He's already worked for us by giving His Son and Jesus hanging on the cross. Now, by the Holy Spirit, He wants to work within us. Hallelujah. Well, what did they do? What did they do? They contrived a plan to persevere. They would not interpret this house full of people, impossible to get him in, as it being not God's will to heal them and to help them and to heal him in particular. So they, they took evidently ropes and ladders, and somehow they got this man on this makeshift stretcher up to the roof of that house, and then they begin to dismantle the roof. <laughs> Amen. And all of a sudden, evidently, there's something falling down from the roof, dust, whatever, a straw, whatever was up there, and everybody's looking up, and, and suddenly Jesus' teaching is interrupted, and everyone's attention is diverted to something occurring. There's rumbling sound on the roof and now there's a hole appearing and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger it's a rectangular hole evidently and now with ropes they're letting a man down do you understand today the place of the patience when it's interpreted as endurance and perseverance praise god they they were in spite of the opticals obstacles they were going to get him to Christ. I've often wondered if my family member had went back, drove around until he found a parking space, pushed through that crowd somehow or another and got in. How different his life may have been that actually ended early because of never being healed and continuing to weaken in his physical body. 
Uh, let, let, oh, by the way, Jesus looks up and saw them lowering that guy down through that roof, and he saw their faith. The man's on the stretcher who allowed them to do this outlandish thing instead of saying, take me home. Oh, I'm just so tired. Oh, no. No, he patiently endured and persevered, and God rewarded his faith and their faith. And when Jesus saw their faith, he released healing power to that man. You see where perseverance comes in and this understanding of patience comes in. I went through nervous exhaustion many years ago and it was one of the worst things that I've ever been through in my life. I had hands laid on me. I had people pray for me. I traveled hundreds of miles to get in meetings uh, just like uh, uh, our our family member did. I traveled hundreds of miles to be in a meeting where I may receive a touch. The touch didn't come that way. Uh, but I was in a meeting going to one of these meetings in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was in bad, bad shape, I'm telling you. Uh, and and I, I went downtown Atlanta, being unfamiliar with downtown Atlanta, down on Peachtree Street and to the Omni. And the Omni was packed and all the parking. There was no parking. I mean, if you've ever been around Atlanta downtown, you know what I'm talking about, particularly on a on a a, a weekend when something is occurring at the Omni and uh, and so I wanted to be in that meeting I wanted to not be a preacher of the word but I wanted to be one of the receivers I just wanted to be a humble servant of Jesus in need that needed the word applied in my own life I didn't see any way out of my dilemma except my faith come up a notch and I began to persevere and I drove around and around and I prayed and I prayed and there was nothing and I got ready to turn back and give up. And I remembered the story, the true story, the biblical story of the man on that roof persevering, the men on that roof with him, persevering to get him in the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And how Jesus reacted and responded to that need because of their persevering in faith. And, and so I drove round and round and round and, and I got ready to go back. That discouragement began to seek, sink in and I decided, no, I'm not going back. You know, it, it occurred to me, your own mind, not only your weak flesh, but your mind will begin to, to analyze, become analytical and, and, and reasonable and logical and say to you, if it was God's will, he'd give you a parking space. If it was God's will, if it was God's will to help you, if God was going to help you, he would help you get in here. And I want to finish this story before we close. This is very important today to understand how vital this fruit is of the Spirit and this virtue uh, uh, when it is brought forth and flourishes in our own character, this, this fruit of patience, this virtue of patience. Hallelujah. Amen. I just decided I, I don't care. The, my mind says the meeting's done started. 
They're already singing. There's no room. You're too late. Just go home. Just give up. God isn't going to help you. I'm already in that state where my mind is trying to tell me that God doesn't love me enough to help me. And I'm going to tell you something that I'm rejecting that thought, but the circumstances seem to be verifying it. Now, what do you do then? You persevere. I decided if I'm not going back without getting in this meeting, I need my faith brought up a notch. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And I need to hear it from somebody else. Now, I, I could preach probably what they're going to preach, but I, I'm coming as a hearer. I want that seed to get in my heart once again that it might flourish. And I drove around another time and I, you know, I, I just, I just thought I can't do this all night long, but I'm not going back home. When I say home, back to the, where my wife was waiting in, in, in a hotel room. I'm not going back. I'm going to stay seeking here. Well, just about the time I decided if I have to drive around here till the meeting's over, I'm not going back. I'm going to seek, keep on seeking. And a car pulled out about a half a block in front of me, and I pulled in. Well, I went inside. Place was packed out. I went to doorways and looked, and there wasn't a seat anywhere in that place. And I went to another entrance. Uh, once you're inside the Omni, if you've ever been in it, this, med this meeting place, and there was no room, no room, no room, no room. So I'm standing in the lobby because I've already decided I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back into despair and discouragement. I believe God wants me here tonight to hear the word of God anew and afresh for my own need, for my own faith's sake. And, and amen. I'm standing out there and a, a lady, a white-haired lady came up to me and she said, are you looking for a seat? I thought, whoa, am I looking for a seat? There are no seats. She said, Young man, back then I was a young man. I'd like to hear that. I wouldn't hear that now. <laughs> She'd probably say, old man. But anyway, she said, young man, are you looking for a seat? I said, yes, ma'am. I sure am. She said, do you believe that God speaks to people? And today, I said, yes, ma'am, I certainly do. She said, well, let me tell you something, young man. She said, Three of us ladies were going to sit together, and we came early, and we got seats up front for this meeting, and said we were sitting there waiting on a friend to come that we had saved a seat by putting our purses in it, and said the ushers came as the music was playing and the, the, the preliminaries were beginning, and said, if anyone has a seat, hold up your hand. We need the room. If anyone has an empty seat near you, raise up your hand. And said our friend still hadn't shown up. And we were getting ready to take our purses off of it and raise our hand. And she said, young man, the Lord spoke to me and said, don't give up that seat. Save it for someone. I will show you. Wow. And now I'm getting the goose pimples on my goose pimples. Praise God. Amen. And I'm feeling like God was, is, 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 is working in my behalf. He wants to, to help me to believe Him 
for my need in my life. Oh, friend of mine, I'm getting excited now. Hair on the back of my neck standing up. I know God is moving in my behalf. And and she said, so I told my friends, uh, our friend is not coming. That seat is not for our friend. That seat is for someone God is, wants to show us. And she said, I'm going out and see if he is here. She knew it was a, a, a man. And she said, sir, I looked and saw you and the Lord spoke to me and said, there he is. And she led me. To the front of that meeting just as the preaching was about to begin and I sat down on the front row and listened to the word of God and and I had preached and read for many years what I heard that night but it was coming freshly anointed to my own spirit Oh, friend, hallelujah. That's why I pull my car over. If I hear good preaching on the radio and I'm not late for an appointment or it can wait 15 minutes, whatever, I pull my car over and I sit and receive the Word of God because I know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Not just a Sunday morning sermonette for Christianettes that live in spiritual bassinets, but the Holy Word of God that we receive in a good ground heart. Hallelujah. One of the fruit of that is faith that comes alive, stimulated by the Word of God, sown and stimulated by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Well, I sat there that night and I heard one phrase that became a rhema to me. Known it for years, preached it for years. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. You, There are no hopeless cases, you see. I wasn't a hopeless case because of nervous exhaustion. Maybe my faith level isn't high enough that God would honor my faith anymore. Maybe I'm, I'm going to just continue to fall apart and my health deteriorate. But that night, there was a glimmer of light at the end of a very long, dark, tunnel. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter how long or dark the tunnel is when that glimmer appears. And you know, you see, cheerful, hopeful endurance. I had to endure several months, but I knew in my heart it's coming. Don't know when, don't know how, but I know I am being healed of nervous exhaustion and my body and my heart that was under duress is being healed. Oh, friend of mine, that was many decades ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm getting ready to turn 72 years old. And, and God is so, so beautifully, graciously, mercifully patient with us. We need to wait upon him. Because Hebrews 10.36 says, But you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Hallelujah. Well, I received the promise, but it took patience, cheerful, hopeful endurance in order for that promise to be realized. And I want to encourage you today to add to your faith patience and then work 
with God in this area. And let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. And then you can be followers of them according to the scripture who through faith and, see you've got to add this, faith and patience inherit the promises. Oh friend, I'm so glad that that night began my journey to healing, to health and completeness. I had to endure. I did endure because of the mercy and the grace and the hope that comes through the Word of God. Well, I got a lot more to say. I hope you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, He loves you. I don't know how anyone can live in this world without the hope and help that He offers, let alone looking to eternity. How we need you, Lord. Would you pray right now? Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I confess my sin. I don't run from you anymore. I need the help that you're willing to give me. I need the assurance that if I take my last, or when I take my last breath here, I'll take my next breath there. I run to you. I come to you. Oh, friend, if you're a Christian today, Keep adding to your faith. Never give in, never give up, never look back, never go back. Let's go on. Let's go on in this good old way. <laughs>